Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Matthew 11. Have you ever had doubt? Specifically, have you ever had doubt about your faith and was Jesus who he claims to be? Is the Bible really the word of God? Um, Is what I believe true? Even I'm waiting for the return of Christ. Is that really going to happen? Have those questions ever crossed your mind? Well, one thing we'll see today is that if they have, you are not alone. And I don't want to say that as an excuse to doubt or to to act like doubt is some virtue. But as we live in this life, there can be moments where we wonder, wait, what I have staked my eternity on, is it really true? And today we'll see a little bit of that in John the Baptist. Uh, So we're going to see a couple things today, and the first two really are clear statements about the identity of Jesus and then the identity of John the Baptist. Uh, In verse 1, it says, When Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John heard in prison about the deeds of Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? So John sends people to Jesus to ask him if he is the one who is to come, another word for the Messiah, or shall we look for another? So even John the Baptist here is is wondering, is Jesus the Messiah or are we waiting for someone else? When earlier John had confidently said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, Jesus answers to John's disciples and says, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Now, you may be scratching your head at that, being, "Mm, that's not a very clear answer, Jesus. Why, Why didn't you just say, yep, I'm the one who is to come. Go tell John, I'm the one who is to come. Well, if we were to look at his statements, we could find pretty much Old Testament references to all of the things that he says that are messianic, a lot really even from the book of Isaiah, pointing to um, Jesus as the Messiah. And basically, this answer is Jesus saying, yes, I am the Messiah, because look at these things. These are the things that the Old Testament says will be true of the one who is to come. So he doesn't just respond uh, to John by saying, yes, trust me. He, he points to the word. And if we are going to talk about doubt, again, if you've ever had moments of doubt or, or asked questions, um, that that's you're not entirely alone in that. And it's important that when we do have questions, especially when they're honest questions, we're not just using doubt to cover up some sin in our life. It's good to ask those questions. Uh, because there will be answers to those questions and you can strengthen your faith. And notice what 
Uh, Jesus does here is, I believe he points John the Baptist to the word. And so when we have questions, usually the best place for us to go to get an answer that's better than just your pastor saying, oh no, yeah, the Bible is true. Oh yeah, no, Jesus really is coming back. It's even better for you to be directed to the word of God so you don't know this is what the Bible says. And this is why I believe what I believe. So even there, you get a little snippet of, well, how should we respond to doubt when we have questions? What should we do? Well, it's good to ask those questions, and it's good for us to be directed to the Word of God in response to those questions. But kind of the first big idea, Jesus is the Messiah. That's his identity. But then after the disciples go away, Jesus says some things about John the Baptist and his identity. And he uh, refers uh, to an Old Testament passage Malachi chapter 3, and says it's referring to John. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. And even later, he says, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. A reference to Malachi chapter 4, talking about Elijah preceding the coming of Christ. And so he is saying, hey, he is the fulfillment of these passages. So if Jesus is the Messiah, John the Baptist is a messenger uh, to point people to the identity of Christ. And Jesus says some strong things about John the Baptist. Um, he says in verse 11, truly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. That's a strong statement from Jesus. So even though John is in prison, circumstantially, that's rough. Even though John is asking this question, he wants people to know, hey, John the Baptist, there's no one born of women that has been greater than him. Uh, but then we see, well, what's that next? I mean, if the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he, I, I believe that speaks some of the privilege that, that those who come after John have a full participation in the new covenant. Uh, well, what a privilege that is. But, but overall, this is a strong statement of support for John the Baptist, the messenger. And then we see really the rest of the chapter is going to get us to the responses, okay? Jesus is the Messiah. John the Baptist is the messenger. And verse 15, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And then it really goes on to describe the responses. And this is where we'll see some things about the responses in that time, but we're going to see some always principles that we should observe and should affect us now. Uh, because Jesus expresses divine frustration with the lack of response to John the Baptist and to himself. And he talks about, hey, hey, this unique moment with John the Baptist, the messenger being here and the Messiah being here. Uh, this just isn't right. Verse 16, but to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you, but you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. So, you haven't listened to John the Baptist. You haven't listened to me. You've actually said slanderous things about both of us. You're not responding the way that God is calling you to respond. And even he highlights this in this next section where he highlights their lack of repentance. And he highlights Chorazin 
and Capernaum. And you can go to Galilee today and you can see the ruins of those cities. And that is all that's there. Ruins. Um, I mean, there's a, a church in Capernaum that the Roman Catholics have built. I like to call it the spaceship church because, well, if you go there and you see it, it really looks like a spaceship. There's just no other way to describe it. But, but there's nothing there but ruins. And he's highlighting, look at the miracles that have been done in you and you have not responded. There's a, a lack of repentance. But then the passage ends uh, with a call of Christ for people to respond. Uh, You see in verse 28 of chapter 11, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And again, this is in the context of a whole book that is emphasizing the authority of Christ, which is even emphasized there right before those kind of gentle and merciful statements at the end of the chapter in verse 27, he says, all things have been handed over to me by my father. Another statement of authority, but he speaks of his gentleness there at the end of the chapter. So you see the contrasting responses and and the reality of these contrasting responses are always true. Refusing to listen to Jesus will lead to judgment. It's true then, it's true today. And even Jesus hints that there are levels of accountability, right? Anyone that stands before the judgment seat of Christ, right? Anyone stands before God in judgment and is judged for their sin is responsible. The Bible never takes the responsibility away from us. But it seems that some are more responsible because they have heard more of the truth yet still failed to repent. And that's what Jesus is saying about Chorazin and Capernaum. And that's probably what Jesus would say to you if you're listening to this podcast, right? Not everybody in the world is listening to this podcast. This podcast, it's not up there at the top of the charts in your favorite podcast app. The only people that are going to be listening to this have a strong interest in the Bible or maybe attachment to a certain church. But if you're that invested that you would listen to something like this, if I'm being honest, there's a higher level of accountability for you. If you can listen to all this and read the Bible, yet still not repent of your sins and put your faith in Christ, there is judgment. Even I think biblically, we would say increased judgment that is headed your way. You're like, whoa, this episode just got really intense. Well, here's some some good news. Refusing to listen to Jesus always leads to judgment. How about this? Humbly coming to him brings rest. Humbly coming to Jesus brings rest. And that's what we see at the end of the chapter. So so now, I mean, really, this is a call for all people everywhere. If you are hearing this podcast to repent, to come to Christ and put your faith in him and, and you won't experience judgment. You will experience rest. And I think there's some ongoing implications for believers that your savior This is what he says about himself. I am gentle and lowly in heart. The Christian life is hard. It's difficult. And it's good for us to remember that our Savior is not some cruel taskmaster. Our Savior is gentle and lowly in heart. 
And that means he's going to be patient with us. He's going to be compassionate with us. It means that we can run to him when we need help. So another now application I would encourage you today is humbly lean on Jesus. What are the frustrations? What are the hard things in your life? Bring them to Jesus. As it says in 1 Peter 5, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you and experience his gentleness and lowliness today. So Jesus is the Messiah. John the Baptist is the messenger. And we are to respond by repenting by turning from our sin, trusting in Jesus. And we do that, we will find rest for our souls. And that is good news. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.